Today, Charles and I start a new series called The Basics, where we dive all into everything you want to know about starting a business and really getting after it. Today, though, we will jump into business formations and of all things, wearing masks to keep us all safe. Enjoy. Welcome to the Making Your Mondays Feel Like Fridays, the Irvin Lawway podcast. Your host is Leslie Peters, the guy with the girl's name, and yes, he's sticking to it. This is a podcast where we help reshift and pursue happiness and purpose by living every day with the same enthusiasm we have on Fridays at the end of the workday. Leslie and I have known each other. Leslie and I have known each other since early, early childhood. We grew up on the same country road in Mississippi. I think why we're good for the community of Mississippi is because we're a product of this community. We are just two country guys, and we were embedded with what I call the diamonds of good character. Come join the family and help us build the community. Charles, 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 another Friday, another episode of the Urban Law Show. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. So in this series that we, we're kind of starting back to the basics, we're going to be tackling just the basics of a variety of topics as, as we kind of dive into them over the next uh, several weeks. So. I'm going to kick it off today. I'm trying to get my camera right. I'm all over the place today. Um, kick it off today talking about uh, two things, business formations and wearing masks. And I'm going to let you kick it off on the topic of why you should wear a mask or just mask in general. Just to well, take, it, take it where you please. Well, no. With the advent of school openings, with people saying that they want football season, with people saying that they want the NBA to resume, with people saying that they are tired of being inside, it would seem to me that from the top of government with Dr. Anthony Fauci down to Dr. Hobson at the Mississippi level, I can go down a list of names, but the point being, the science is telling us that if you wear a mask, you cut down transmission levels of coronavirus passing between individuals, meaning that when you talk, you project those droplets could be contaminated droplets. If you have a mask on, that cuts it down by 60%. Some estimates say if everybody wears a mask for 60 days or so, we flatten the curve by a tremendous amount. Why is that important? I don't know if anybody else has been looking at the numbers, but they are much higher than they were when we were on a complete shelter in place across the United States. Now, We are supposedly in varying stages, phase one to phase two, and going backwards towards shutdown. And the numbers are higher, which is stressing our hospitals nationwide. Mississippi doesn't have any more hospital beds, so wear a mask. The other thing that's important when considering this is it's become political in People saying, I have a right to not wear a mask. Indeed, you do. You have a right to go shopping. But those signs on the front say, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Now, it's no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. And that's for a reason. There's a reason why you see Walmart and other large corporate entities saying, wear a mask. Where the government is failing us, I think I've said this on many occasions, It's up to community and business to step into the void. Nobody is coming to save us. So we've got to make these decisions on our own. 
if the science is saying that it, transmissions rates can be cut, then common sense tells us we need to wear a mask. Hi, Tina. You are right. At this point, we're begging adults to wear masks to cut down on a pandemic so that we all can participate in open society again. Good afternoon, Sean Harris. Come on in. It looks like the family are coming in. You know, the, the perplexing thing to me, as I, you know, as I just listened to you, the perplexing thing is I have not understood what, let me just put it in some the simplest terms I can I can put it. What's the big deal about wearing a mask? I, I don't understand why it's such a problem to wear a mask for some. I I I mean I don't get it. What am I missing? What's the what's the here's, here's, here's the here's the disconnect. There are oh, wow. I didn't know that. I gotta put Tina um glad to know you're feeling better. Wow. Mm. One of our classmates, just getting over coronavirus. Listen, people, it shouldn't have to come to your doorstep and knock on it and say, if you don't wear a mask, I'm coming to you next. Now, a mask is not 100% foolproof, but 60% is better than the 0% that we're operating at now. Because right now, we're just walking around all willy-nilly. And people who are asymptomatic are talking to other people who are asymptomatic and they're contaminating uh, and helping those who have no idea contract. Now, I, I, I've been saying for the longest that this is an airborne virus. The scientists are, are starting to scream there from the rooftops. It's airborne, meaning that the air that's coming out of your body is contaminating other citizens of this great country. Mm. And to your point, Leslie, why is it so difficult or uh, reading so much uh, resistance? It's become political. When your leadership is saying, ah, there's nothing to that mask, they have a bigger megaphone than the scientists. We have walked away from science. As a result, when you walk away from science, you see record highs in Mississippi. Per capita, we are in the top five. Mississippi is a small state population-wise. What percentage of the population do you know in Mississippi is now infected or has been infected? I don't know. I don't know percentages, but what I can tell you is this is what I know, because I'm not a scientist, I'm not a statistician. Yesterday, 1,230 cases, which was a record high for the entire pandemic. Today, 1,000 cases. We're hovering around 900, 700 to 900 cases uh, when you average it out over a longer period of time. Hospitalizations are up. There are no more beds. I may not be that good at math, but 1,000, if you're a small state, is a whole lot of cases. And a lot of that is because you have people uh, like the gentleman up in DeSoto County who ran for governor unsuccessfully. He may be running again. I don't know. But he is advocating for no mask. So what that creates is people listen to people who are in authority or who put themselves out front to be an authority. So what I'm saying is think. Don't just follow the masses. You know? I mean, if, if they're telling us that a mask will help, let's wear a mask. I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, it's, it's befuddling to me. Uh, and then, as the New York Times said, and I sent this to you in your email, Liz, so you may want to share this with them. They're calling it the great mask uh, befuddlement. Mm. The city of Atlanta uh, puts in a mask ordinance. Oh, yeah. And then the governor files a lawsuit and rescinds all mass orders that are provided at the local level. Well, local governments are trying to find a way to do the things that red state governors want. They want the economy open. We all want to get out of the house. But we're not going to be able to do that if the numbers are on the rise. It's not safe. 
one of my colleagues, Jim Craig, uh, down in New Orleans, posted an infogram of uh, a burning schoolhouse. And he said, all the children are out of the schoolhouse safely because the building is on fire. And then on the other side, somebody says, well, the fire is bigger. We got to get them back in there because they got to go to school. Some of this stuff is, is, is I don't know. I'm, I'm frustrated. I mean, it's enough to get frustrated over. I was just just kind of looking at some of the stats, uh, particularly the Mississippi. So if you see me being particularly quiet, I was just stunned by some of the numbers. When we look at Mississippi, and again, in size compared to some of the more uh, populated states, I mean, the per, per capita levelizes everything. And the per capita numbers are not pretty at all. Top five, brother. I, I mean, here it is. Um, Mississippi um, confirmed 40,358 cases, another 471 that are probable. Total 40,829 as of yesterday, 1,332 deaths. That is a whole lot when you think about the population of Mississippi. Mississippi has a whole lot more land than it does people. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm imploring our listeners and viewers to wear a mask. If you have to go out, wear a mask. Practice social distancing, six to 10 feet. Wash your hands. So, Here's a here's a troublesome stack. So a stat. So when we because I do like to look at the numbers and we think about it, it will we all agree and say 9-11 was a major catastrophe. Something yeah. that if you live through, you'll never probably forget where you were on that day at that time when that happened. Is, is that a safe assumption? It is. Okay. So as as horrible as 9-11 was. 9-11 took the lives of 2,977 people, not counting the hijackers. It was 19 of them. As horrible as it was, it took 2,977 people. Every one of those lives mattered, and it hurt. However, coronavirus... And I don't even know what the latest numbers on that nationwide is. But just in Mississippi alone, it's taking 1,332. As of today. As of today and counting. We don't even want to talk about the other states. So we already know that coronavirus has well surpassed the amount of death count that 9-11 had. So I can't understand why we don't wear a mask because we all are angry and we're very upset about 9-11, but yet something that has taken 20 to 30 times more deaths than 9-11 have, we, we won't even wear the mask. So it's it's puzzling to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying this because I appreciate you allowing me to vent over masks. Uh but the larger picture here is it's football season in the South, man. Football season is probably not happening. That's a want. That's not a need. We need our people safe. It's time for children to go back to school. That's probably shouldn't be happening, even though I don't care what I don't care who says it's safe for kids to be in a enclosed building. I mean, what does the science say? <laughs> and if we if we follow the examples that we already see from San Francisco and an administrators meeting about opening school that was held in person and over 50 percent of the uh, attendees tested positive. Right. Arizona's already had one death from having summer school to a teacher. Do we value the lives of our children? Do we value the lives of our teachers, our administrators, the janitors, everybody that helps open and close the school on a daily basis? Do we value their lives? 
Well, let's take it closer to home. Do you value? Do you value your own? Because not only are we putting our kids in danger, then they're gonna come home and bring that back. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we're endangering everybody. And so I just had to pull up one more state. So I was just looking at to put this in perspective for you guys. I'm really pleading with you, but I'm pleading with you through numbers because where my logic may not resonate with you, I'm hoping the numbers will, because numbers are not subjective. They are literally black and white. They are right or wrong. They are an exact science. So here are the numbers for Texas. Time out, time out. Do not say that numbers are an exact science. Okay. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second. I, you know what? I know where you're going on that. And Make I, point, I, I don't, that say, don't say that they are absolute. Well, now I said they're an exact science. I didn't say they were a, a, a right science. So, uh, so I, I'll let you go there though, because I know where you're going with that one. The Texas numbers in Texas alone, the amount of deaths just in Texas three thousand seven hundred fifty nine so far. Mm -hmm. The amount of people infected. 312,000. So just Texas has superseded 9-11 deaths. We hadn't even, we, we can't even get past one state. So this is serious. This is very, very serious. Brother, it's more serious and more dangerous right now than it was in March. <laughs> so we got a couple questions. Let me put some of these comments up, Charles, while you're on the mask and let you deal with those. Okay, so Harris brings up the point. He's talking about fashion masks versus N95 masks. I think the, I think the guidance says that the better the mask, the, the greater the rate of cutting transmission. At this point, Harris, wear a towel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are masks and then there are masks. That's Harris's overall point. There are masks that are rated to cut airborne transmissions a lot better than others. Those are called N95 masks, and then you have fashion masks. Harris, if they will put on any type of mask at this point, if they're going to be out, I will take it. Because as Dr. Fauci said, some type of barrier is better than no barrier at all. Especially if the two parties or multiple parties who are interacting all have on some type of masking, uh, then that helps. Yeah, I, 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 let me get some of these. Uh, I hear you. I'm coming, guys. I'm trying to get you up. Wow. Wow. Iris, Iris uh, brings me to another point. She's talking about New York. Do you know that New York recorded zero deaths related to COVID for the first time this week? Why is that? Because they took it upon themselves in their community, from the community level all the way up, to be proactive in testing, in equipment, in wearing masks, and staying indoors, and doing the things necessary to try and flatten the curve. And if I recall, we had a show where we talked about don't let your state become the next New York. Mm -hmm. We did. Well, guess what? There are about 18 new New Yorks on the horizon. Yeah, I live in one of them. You do too. <laughs> That's correct. We hadn't even discussed Florida. We hadn't discussed Oklahoma. So Oklahoma is a cautionary tale about why you should wear masks and why you need to look at science and use common sense. The governor has coronavirus because he refused to wear a mask and he's out advocating for not making people wear masks. And now he has. It. He's the first recorded governor of a state in the United States to have coronavirus. Let's be smart about this, people. COVID-19 is not a respecter of race, gender, your locality. All it's looking for is the next body that it can decimate. And what the science is also telling us is you may be asymptomatic, but it may be messing with your lungs. The great mass melee. Here we go. Governor Brian Kemp suspended all mass mandates. 
I mean, come on now. I just, I, it baffles me that we're making politics and people's lives are at stake. That just baffles me. And to, to speak further to Harris point, if you see there in that four paragraphs, it said public health officials say wearing a simple cloth mask is one of the most basic ways to prevent the spread of the virus. They're not saying put on N95. They're not saying put on uh, the Bane oxygen uh, supported mask. They're just saying a simple cloth mask at this point, basically pleading with people to put on a mask. I don't know. It, it drives me nuts because this is common sense and you can look at the numbers rising and you can tell they're, they're way higher than they were when we were in shutdown mode. And yet we're talking about kids going back to school in hazardous environments. The crazy thing about that, Leslie, is we all were kids and we all know what type of uh, Petri dish the classroom, the lunchroom, the gymnasium, all of that is. So now you want teachers to, to take on more responsibilities. You're not paying them hazard pay. You want the children to be exposed. And guess what? 18 to 29 year old was on the rise as far as infection. They said that group was pretty much bulletproof. Guess, guess who else is on the rise? 18 and under. 18 and under also comes with the added uh, problem in that those Younger uh, people who are getting COVID-19, they're having a whole new syndrome, which includes brain swelling. Mm. So it baffles me that this the discussion is about in-person activities, because we know when you get 10 or more people in a space, it dramatically multiplies the chances of everyone in there getting I, I'm speechless. You know, I'm pleading with you to wear a mask. Um, and I wanted to give Charles this time to really express, you know, from the heart, because we do, we do want you to be safe. We want you to be healthy. We want you to be around. We don't want you to take unnecessary chances or uncalculated risk. And so I had a mentor used to tell me all the time, he said, Common sense is not always common. So I'm going to assume for those of you that have, have not um, understood what we were saying before, I have not taken appropriate safety measures and action for yourselves. I want you to use that common sense that we all were blessed with right now, because if you don't want to do it for yourself, protect me, protect me, protect the people around you that you don't even know, protect somebody else if you don't choose to protect yourself do that do that just be a good american because that's what that's about protect your neighbor so uh, anything else before we switch gears a little bit charles i mean get it's your show get it all out i mean i just i i i think i i think my frustration is evident i'm concerned about the younger people because there are added complications when COVID-19 is presented in their age group. I'm also concerned about the parents who may send them out, the parents they have to come back to, the administrators. And you know, I have a special spot for teachers. You do too. We grew up around educators in our community. Right. My mother taught for 40 plus years. Uh, we can go up and down the road. We go, if we just go down ranking road, if we start on your end, it was your dad. He coached for almost 40 years. If we come up to the middle, well, right next to him, right Team Noodle, Miss Bennett, yeah. 20 plus years as an educator. Then you get a little bit further down the road, you got Miss Daniels, Mr. Dane. Hey, neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Mr. James. Waldo James and Richardine James. You know what I'm saying? And Miss Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. At the, at the right, right at the head of my, of my role. You know, George Stephanie. I mean, then you go, if you expand out a couple blocks and go to our churches, I mean, you're talking about educators everywhere. Ms. Hartwell, uh, the late Ms. Britton, the late Ms. Kagan. I mean, a community full of educators. What would they be saying right now? 
You know, and then you, the present day teachers who 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 risk life and limb and go into their own pockets to educate these students, and they're trying to give them cleaning protocols. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm not often speechless, but this this is one that it's like there's a there's an alternative. There is an alternative, but I want, an alternative. I want to talk to you just, you asked me if it was anything else, I wasn't going to say anything, but I may as well say it. Watch the space around public education versus private education. I'm not trying to start a battle, but I do know that Betsy DeVos is a dedicated uh, proponent of private schools and charter schools. How do you boost them? You yep. find a way to get the money out of the budget for public schools. Yep. COVID-19 should not be that way, that wedge issue. You should not put people's lives at risk for a bigger political play. It's yeah. just, I mean. I think what you're going to, you know, I, I, what I would say watch out for now, and, and I was talking about this with, with a contact yesterday, is that you're going to see, it was already on the rise, but it didn't have very, a lot of momentum. But you're about to see a humongous rise at both public and private online K through 12 education. Um, it, it's it's <laughs> maybe I mean, if, you go, if you go and look at Leslie, if you go and look at the guidance that has been put out right now, state if you go state by state and look at the guidance, it's mm -hmm. all aimed at public schools. Private schools have been kind of quiet. That's They're sitting in the weeds trying to see how the public schools are going to handle this so that I'm not going to say that they, you know, they're trying to benefit from it. But what I will say is there are people who are proponents of private school over public school that would take advantage of this opportunity. So it's, it's important that parents and supporters of public education are aware that larger things are always in play. You talk about income equality a lot. If you damage public education any further, what do you think that does to the income gap? Yeah. It, it, it goes like this, right? Right. So beware of those things because those things are definitely being discussed behind closed doors right now. Well, you know, the other thing we wanted to tackle and we're going to come back. I know we're going to end up finding our way back to this before we close out. Um, guys, get your comments in here. I'm going to go to a couple right now. Let's see. That's right. Yep. She's talking about her grandmother was a teacher for many, many years, and that she knows for a fact these students are not going to follow the rules once they're in the classroom. It's the nature of a young person to challenge the rules. How are you going to keep them in mass? Not to mention the really young ones, right? So right. we're talking, you know. Mm. I'm not sure what that number is for, Liz. 73,000 uh, cases today. Okay, so that basically tells me uh, about eight days ago it was 58,000, now it's 73. And you have people who are trashing Dr. Fauci saying that he didn't know what he was talking about. He told us a month ago, if we didn't watch it, we would be quickly at 100,000 cases per day nationwide. And we're fast approaching. <laughs> we're headed that way. So, you know, I think that when we when we think about this and, you know, and you're right. And I, and I, and I want to say this is not a time to shy away from support public education. I think this is a great opportunity for even the educational system if, if 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 they take advantage of it with the support of our um political infrastructure our legislators with the support this is the great time to retool education right to retool and bring into the 21st century uh keep the stuff that is doing well I'm a disagree with you. But I think what I'm saying on that is 
you there's no I just don't think as a country with the state of the pandemic right now, we're at any place to send kids back to school in the fall. Right. I just I, I, agree, I agree with that part of your statement. But now is not the time to have a philosophical debate over what's working and what's not in, in public education. This should be a time about health and safety of citizens, families, friends, and loved ones. It's bigger. It's bigger. If if people are getting sick and dying, it's not going to be in the school anyway. If the numbers keep rising the way they are, it's a moot point. So we need to be thinking about how we keep each other safe. And it seems to me we're back at that basic point. Put on a mask. Stay home. If you don't have to go to work, stop going to the bars. They're saying that bars are one of the most dangerous places you could be right it's now. It's true. It is bars. And, and listen, and I don't. <laughs> so let's not let's not let's not let them make us make a, a, a philosophical debate at a time where the country is deeply hurting financially. Um, people are uncertain. They're frustrated. Let's think about health and safety over the field. There will be a time to debate those things. Today is not that day. So we have, uh, have, especially when you have educators down at the Capitol right now saying, I don't, I want to live. I don't want to die because they recognize if I go in that classroom in that closed setting and it's airborne, my chances greatly multiply of me catching Corona and I may have other health issues at play. We know people with pre-existing health conditions are in a dangerous and precarious position right now. Right. No doubt. We have uh, another comment I want to get in here. Uh, Willie May, Dennis. Hey, Willie May. Um, it says, medically speaking, they say there's no room in ICU. Can you just imagine the mass destruction of illness without children? Where will we put them for serious treatment? If you don't have the child's best interests at heart, you don't have a heart of compassion. This is about power and money. I would add one further word to that. Power, money, and politics. Somebody wants to win at the expense and life uh, put it in danger of other citizens. This is not a caste system where you have peasants and royalty. E plurus, pluribus unum. Out of many, we are one. Simple but profound concept. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Uh, we have uh, one more coming. I get in before we uh, switch topics a little bit. What about Florida? As the, as the late great Tim Russell used to say on uh, national TV, Florida, Florida, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't even talked about Florida. Florida's been hitting 15,000, 16,000 cases a day. And the beaches are open. You know, there's all kinds of shenanigans going on down there. But I will say the mayor of Palm Beach is sending four masks to every household, for every individual in that household in the city of Palm Beach. Well, you wanted to know about Florida, I'll tell you about Florida since you asked. It's uh, 327,000 people. Uh, have been infected in Florida, 4,804 deaths. Um, they're your numbers. And daily, what they, what they, I mean, right now they're sitting around. Um, let's see what the fuck I'm finding. 14,000? I'll, I'll keep talking. I'll look at that and see if I can't find that number. Yeah, I mean, it is. There was a study that was put out this week that was not really talked about. 18 states that are in the red and blank. Florida, Oklahoma, Mississippi, Texas, Tennessee, Alabama, Idaho. Mostly southern states now. And if I left Arkansas, please don't Please remind me, they're on the list too. Texas is on that list. A lot of southern states, the states who poo-poo what 
Governor Cuomo was trying to add when he was trying to ask for assistance and pleading with everybody else to take precautions. All of those states, by and large, were saying, hey, look at our numbers. We're about to open back up because that's just a New York phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. and now it has landed on our shores and we're not ready. And I really feel for our state, uh, Dr. Dr. Hobson, he's been he's been pleading with individuals all over the state daily, saying that if you don't, if you're not careful, Mississippi will be the next New York. And that's really the sentiment across the South. Could yeah. be Alabama, could be Texas, could be Florida, could be Arkansas, so on and so forth. Could be Georgia. So the bottom line, wear a mask. I think that was your first words you uttered today. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Real simple. Wear a mask. Now I know you wanted to talk about some other stuff, and I'm taking up time just trying to plead with the people. Because you may it may not be that you see this live, but if you see it recorded, pass it around because it might save somebody's life. That's just how serious this is. Now, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the basics of... Well, uh, let's, let's, I mean, <laughs> let me just tell you, there's no, it's going to be no business if you're not around to do it. That's right. So, uh, but we did put in a topic. So we wanted to, and I will jump into this a little bit and we'll, we'll finish back and come back to you to finish it off because I know all of us are concerned about what's going on with COVID. But I do know that as business owners and aspiring business owners, we get a lot of questions about the basics of business formation. So today I just wanted to kind of walk through and talk about what, what is really required to form a business. And I get asked that a lot, and Charles get asked that a lot. We do a lot of these consultations. It depends on what type of business you're trying to form, right? because it varies. So the requirements all the way from a sole proprietorship Thank you. All the way up to a C corp or S corp is is different levels in terms of what you have to do to prepare. So I wanted to kind of go over the basics of some of that, Charles, and maybe if we can look at a sole proprietor, you know, I can tell you that's really easy and simple. And then look at an LLC and an S corp or C corp. Just talk about the different components that are required because I'm seeing more and more cases where people thought they have done everything but essentially they only did one part of the process. All right, so I'm gonna give you a quick rundown. This is 100,000 feet. You can call us and we can get more in depth with a free consultation. But if you're a sole proprietor, that means you. So if I was Charles Irvin and I wanted to operate as Charles Irvin, let's go out and start doing business. Now I have to get the appropriate licenses for whatever I'm trying to do. But my taxes are filed just like I'm an individual. On the liability side, everything that I own is in play. Unlimited liability. What yeah. that means is, now if you if you do something, somebody sues you. Not only can they come after you and your business, they can come after you personally. Everything that's attached to you, they can come after. Right. Even it stands if you're married, they can come after your spouse. Yeah. Uh, then if we talk about the difference, and I want people to get this because I know our listeners are the smartest people on earth. LLCs. LLCs are not corporations, people. It's a limited liability company. Um, there is a form that you can file once you have filed everything with the Secretary of State to be taxed as an S-Corp, but that's a tax designation. You are not a corporation if you're an LLC. LLC provides a layer, a buffer, of liability um, protections, um, which which basically holds uh, your exposure to the things that are inside of the business or LLC. But it's not a corporation. It doesn't function as a corporation. It functions as a limited liability company. Um, that legal designation was created so that small businesses primarily could operate with some uh, liability buffers, protections. Um, and you can have a one person uh, limited liability company or you can have a member or a manager 
uh, liability company, limited liability company. Um, and those are designations within the company um, that kind of lay out how you operate and who does what within those businesses. And then you get to the C-Corps and S-Corps. Those are legitimate uh, corporations that have to have boards. You have to have me uh, meetings. You have to have resolutions in order to uh, that, that take place because of the vote. And that's your highest level of uh, protections. Is also the highest level of tax liability just because of the way it's structured. Uh, so there's some trade-off and there's some language in there. You need to, you need to uh, consult with an attorney who understands the difference between all of those things. You need to um, consult with an attorney that has ties to an accountant that understands the difference and the mechanisms that are in place. Uh, a lot of people talk to us about having multiple LLCs. Uh, I believe Delaware was the first state to have serial LLCs. Mm -hmm. uh, Mississippi does not have that, but there are ways to structure things so that you can uh, do business as a particular business and still maintain your limited liability company uh, protections. Right. Um, those are just, I know Liz and want me to get a little bit further into it, but that's a whole series of things that we can talk about. Well, we're just going to take, we're doing a series, so we're only taking that one topic today, and we'll take a different okay. topic each each week. So it's a series, so no, we're not, because we, we can't tackle all of it in one in one show, but but today it was that, you did just what I wanted you to do. I also want to bring up the point, um, this happens a lot, so i give you a scenario, Charles. So you got somebody that goes online, they create an LLC, or so they think. And they, they create a formation document. They file it with the Secretary of State. And, but they say it's a nonprofit. Now, I get this one a lot. And then they go out and they solicit money. Mm. They said it's a nonprofit. And then they get this interesting little letter from the mm -hmm. Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. Cease and desist. Uh huh. And yeah. then. They may, depending on if somebody put that tax, if, if they got a tax ID, right, and they never finished the paperwork to file it as official 501c3 designation, then they get a letter from the IRS saying that this person claimed they made a donation to your organization, but you're not a tax-free. It's not eligible. Right. So then you're on the hook for those taxes that you tried to write off for somebody else. Right. I left I left nonprofits out of that because I think that's a larger discussion. Yeah, we'll have a whole show dedicated to just nonprofits, but but responsive to your uh scenario, a lot of people, well, I'll say what I always say to you. There is no rule against you or I doing brain surgery on ourselves. I wouldn't recommend. I can see a lot of things that could go bad with that brain surgery. <laughs> Because we're not classically trained as brain surgeons. One of the drawbacks of the information age is everything is readily available on search engines, Google. Everybody has the ability to go and read and understand. And while that's a good thing, it can also be a very bad thing if you don't understand what you're reading and what the practical implications are when you go out and form these companies or corporations. And you don't understand what happens next. It's like me and electricity. I'll change the light bulb and I'll plug in uh, a surge protector. But I'm not going in the wall to try to wire it up because I know I'm about to blow something up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't suggest that you go in the wall either. Right. Because I don't, I don't understand uh, currents and all the other things that go along with that. That, that could uh, separate my hair from my head or uh, cause serious harm and injury to other people uh, that are around me. In the words of my father, the good old coach, I'm scared of that. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> you, should, you should have a clear understanding of what you're doing. And if you don't, seek legal help. That's what we're here for. One more element too to formations I want to bring up, and Iris, thank you for bringing this up. You reminded me to talk about it, and I put Iris's comment here. Uh, this is often forgotten. Business insurance. 
Oh yeah. Uh, that was the other key thing you need to make sure um, either you have or the attorney firm you're working with that they can connect you with the right people that can get you the proper insurance you need. Right. Because so it, not only should you have an idea, Leslie, you should have a way to protect that idea. Yeah. Now we get into trademarks and we get into copyright, which is a whole well, before, before you even get there, before you even get there, the nuts and bolts of having insurance in case something does happen. You always want to start with worst case scenario or work yourself backwards. So that's where business insurance comes in handy. At. You want to have some type of general liability policy, especially if you have a brick and mortar business. Uh, but you also want to have it in e-commerce because something may go wrong. So it's good to have what we provide is kind of a holistic approach where we connect the dots. Not only do we show you how to protect those ideas um, through, through the intellectual property side, but we want to make sure your business is solidly formed so that you can conduct business and not worry about the legal ramifications. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of soon when we get to the to the series where we deal trademarks and copyrights, it'll be a two part series. I can tell you that now trademarks and then copyrights, because it gets very uh, complex because now we get into markings and what type of markings and all of that. And so I will just tell you, uh, stay tuned in the following weeks. We're going to be coming to you um, in addition to our segment on getting you healthy and making sure you stay healthy. We're going to be bringing you some great business uh, information on, on creating and establishing your businesses, because I believe there are a lot of people with great ideas and solutions that we need. You just don't know how to get started. We always we're here to help you at Urban Law. We can help you. Um, you can schedule a free consultation with us. We'd be glad to walk you through just some of the things that you need to do to get you uh, set up the proper way. You can reach us at 601 340 6,800, and uh, we'll be happy to help you. Charles, back to you. I'm going to give you the remaining time to go back to you. We've talked a little bit about business. And guys, you can always hit me up too. You can uh, schedule a consultation is really easy. You, you, you can do it in a couple ways. You can go on our website and schedule it. You can hit me up at chatwithless.com and schedule it from there, chatwithless.com. So I go on our website at irvin-law.com, and I think I have, uh, I'll post it up in a minute. I know I had it somewhere. Um, but yeah, just just go any one of those ways. I will be happy to help you. All right, Charles? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a different, a slightly different approach. Dear 2020, <laughs> <laughs> it has been uh, a wild ride. Uh, a lot of it is kind of like being strapped in at Six Flags on that on that roller coaster that goes straight up in the air and drops out from under you. We've seen everything from sandstorms to being locked inside from pandemic to uh, we've seen injustices abound. Uh, we hadn't even talked about the social injustice and why uh, Breonna Taylor uh, and Sandra Bland and George Floyd, I mean, it's so much going on right now. From Black Lives Matter movement uh, to the flag coming down. Um, all of those things are a part of growth. And Leslie always talks to me about growing pain. 2020 has been a toddler trying to learn how to walk and just can't quite get there. <laughs> yes. Uh, there are stumbles. Uh, if we look at March as a stumble where everybody was kind of in the house on timeout and now we come out of the gate and we go from not just phase one to being wide open and now we have to beg people to wear masks just to keep us all safe. Uh, all the while, business is still going, court is still going, taxes still need to be paid, uh, the lights have to be paid for, utilities, rent. Uh, it's a very trying time and a lot of frustrations for many of uh, numerous issues. I mean, when you look at uh, Roger Stone being sentenced, being commuted when he was tried by a jury of his peers and found guilty, uh, that is the height of 
what the government should not do. <laughs> As a former employee of the Department of Justice, I'm appalled by that such a thing could happen. But if it could happen, 2020 is the year where I guess it would happen. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's a lot of things going on. Uh, to those people who have served and will serve in our United States military, do not expect, expect an answer on why bounties are being put on our soldiers in Afghanistan by Russia. Don't expect it. You're not going to get it. Because there are larger forces of corruption and evil that are taking place. All I can tell you is, I told you two months ago, you need to look into how you're going to vote. Because there's a chance that the pandemic could still be with us. Now it's almost August and the election is in November. You still need to be trying to figure that out in your local community. Because if you're in a state like Mississippi that does not encourage uh, mail-in ballots, you gotta figure out what are the probabilities of you standing in line and how long you're gonna have to do it and how much distance you're gonna need to keep yourself safe. You know, I think I think the other thing we have to do is prepare for not only have a plan to vote. We've talked about that. We talked about getting your mind ready. In fact, I think I even encourage you. If there's ever been a time where it's worth taking a day off, take your, take voting day off, take election day off, right. vote um, because it's going to take you some time. Just prepare it. It's going to take you some time. Yeah. So be prepared for it. Secondly, just because we're in a pandemic. And as much negativity is going around right now in the world, I want to encourage you to get up, get up and move, get up and move. So if you still got the business you want to start, do it. If you have an idea, some things you need to take care of, do it. If you hadn't picked up the phone and called that person you've been meaning to call, do it. I want to encourage you to, we're not saying stop living. We said no, even live more live with a greater sense of urgency of what's important and why it's important. So I want you to move. I want you to keep moving toward whatever that is that you're trying to reach. And this is not the time to stop and this is not the time to shut down and this is not the time to just throw in the towel. That's my words. Um, and, you know, in a time where it seems hope is, 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 is at spare change levels and adversity is at an all time um, um, increase, this is the time where you, you really got to go inside yourself and, and you got to overachieve. You got to be extraordinary. Right? So yeah. do that. Yeah. And then, I mean, the basics. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Limit your contact with others. And focus on your mentals because it is uncertain time. And no matter what anybody says, this is going to take a toll because this is uh, no, you know, it's, it's not normal, you know. But commerce is still going on. People are still taking advantage of opportunities to build and grow and create new things. And usually out of, out of these types of situations, new businesses are born that change the landscape for the whole country and sometimes the whole world. So if you have those ideas, while you're sitting inside, bemoaning the fact that you can't go out, work on that idea. Absolutely. And, and look, here's the thing. Some of the greatest companies, the companies we know and love today were founded in recessions. I think we had a show where I kind of pulled out and showed yeah. you some of the greatest companies we have were founded in recessions from Disney, to Square, to PayPal. I mean, you could, this goes on and on. So, guys, the, the, the next great company could be you. And so, but it's not going to be you if you just sit there and dream about it. You got to start taking action. And so, if you need help navigating you through that process, give us a call. And, I mean, for goodness sakes, I mean, if you haven't heard, Charles doesn't usually speak. Um with that much frustration he's very reserved and he can he can i'm you know used to mine is you're gonna get what i feel that i I'm, i can't i don't have the poker face 
Charles does. So to hear him speak like this, I know he's deeply disturbed by the amount of people that are are getting sick and the amount of people that are dying that didn't have to. So please, please wear a mask. If you don't want to do it for you, that's fine. Do it for me. Do it for do it for somebody else. Just do it. That's right. So Charles, I know uh, one of the things, and you didn't go back to it. I thought you were going to go back to this point, but I will before as we close out. Charles wanted to talk about the numbers. I made a comment that the numbers were an exact science. Oh yes, and I, I, I'm not going. I'd be remiss to, to yeah. get off the call without letting you. Yeah, thank you. Thank, you, thank you, Liz. Thank <laughs> you, Liz. Uh, governmental entities that have great institutional knowledge. What do I mean by that statement? The Center for Disease Control uh, has made a reputation around the world for, for treating and handling uh, infectious diseases. In all, you name a place, you name a disease, they've had their boots on the ground and they have dealt with it. And they had the numbers to bag it up. Uh, that's one of the, should be a bright spot in the middle of a pandemic. However, we have people who are now saying, don't send the numbers to the scientists, send them to the White House. Come on, people. Now, <laughs> this is not a political show. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up right there and just say common sense. If the numbers are not going to the CDC, and the CDC is the one who's making recommendations about school openings, uh, and they're and they're saying that they won't change their guidance, and now uh, the powers that be say, "Don't send the numbers to them anymore; send them to the White House." What do you think is about to happen to those numbers? Got to be on the lookout for these type of shenanigans, because. Those are the type of shenanigans that get a whole lot more people dead from being infected and having to be hospitalized and we're out of hospital beds. Uh, come on. When you hear things like that, it's more, it should do more than make you say, hmm. Uh, as one of my great heroes always said, don't boo, vote. Because that type of foolishness is the stuff that gets people hurt. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't take coronavirus taking away one of your loved ones unnecessarily. Uh, I read in the, in the clearing ledger today where uh, the great Earl Banks, who is a member of the House uh, and Senate here in uh, Mississippi, has been hospitalized because of coronavirus. We do not need to lose any more of our bright lights. All life is precious. And needless death, needless sickness, is not the way this should be going. So now we know no one is coming to save us. We got to do it for ourselves. So back to the basics. Wear a mask. Everybody be safe. We wish you all health, wealth, and blessings. That's all I have to say, Liz. Well, I think it's more than enough. And you said a lot. And it was very valuable and good things. I think the reality is we're in a time where it calls for us all to take a little bit extra compassion. And it calls for us all to use very good judgment when we walk outside our doors. And so I'm going to ask us all to do that because everybody has the ability to do that. So continue to do that. Continue to be safe. I want to shout out to Tina. Tina, thank you for joining. I'm so happy to hear that you're coming to the tail end of that thing. We didn't know. Charles and I was just talking about, you know, we missed you a, a couple weeks. And we was like, man, I hadn't heard from Tina. Tina's usually with, rocking with us. So just glad to know you're rocking with us. Glad to know you're back. Thank all of our regulars for rocking with us. And continue. Iris, uh, saw your comment. Iris is one of our, has, has taken that leap to let us help her structure her business properly and protect it. Thank you for entrusting us. I'm looking forward to working with you. I mean, Willie Mae, I'm sorry. Uh, looking forward to working with you, Willie Mae, and uh, 
awesome the ideas that you have. So guys, just start doing, right? It's not going to happen if you don't take action. Charles and I say that all the time. And the reality is until you do that, it's just a thought. It's just a dream. It's just an idea. But it's ne it will never have the possibility of being a reality if you don't take action. So with that being said, we're going to give you back the rest of your Friday. And we're going to get out of here. I don't know what you got going on for the weekend, y'all. Inside, brother. That's what same thing here. <laughs> so I encourage you to do the same. I won't be on a beach near you. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. All right, man. Be easy. Leslie and I have known each other since early, early childhood. We grew up on the same country road in Mississippi. I think why we're good for the community of Mississippi is because we're a product of this community. We are just two country guys, and we were embedded with what I call the diamonds of good character. Come join the family and help us build the community. joining us and remember if you have an idea a thought a goal and just don't know how to get started hit us up at chatwithless.com and schedule a time that works for you and we'll figure it out together